You're about to listen to a message by Reverend Yomi Kasali of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Praise God, praise God in the eyes. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're back. We are about to take um, the next one on the great commandment. I had to explain again to everybody watching us, if today is your first time joining us, we'll be discussing tonight the gold lover or the gold love. We're looking at the great commandment as the most important response of human beings towards God's love. God's love is God's grace towards humanity and Christian faith is the response to God by loving him back. That's all. Whatever we do in all over the world, 2.8 billion people that are Christians globally are not just biologically, but those that are born again. You can be biologically a Christian and not practically a Christian. That's why, you know, the difference between those that are born into Christian homes but not living a Christian life. Now, maybe just 20% of all those all over the world that claim to be Christians are indeed practically Christians. And the reason is because Christianity is defined by Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, the 22nd chapter, from verse number 34 to 40, as you loving God, which is the vertical love, and then let that vertical love spread around horizontally. So vertical love, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thine mind, with all thy soul, and then thou shalt love thy neighbor as yourself. These two, uh, as it were, the only thing that defines church and Christianity. And that's what we are today. For us to love God, most people say they love God. But the question is, how much do you love God? So we're looking at that word, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all. Last week I told you that it's not the love that's more important in that passage, but all. I prefer the all more than the love. Because if you love God with part of your heart, if you love God with little of your heart, it's not what God wants. God's commandment. It's called the great commandment or the greatest commandment. Not the greatest opinion, not a suggestion. It's a decree. It's a commandment from God to man. If you are going to walk with me, if you're going to serve me, you must give me your heart. You can't tell me God has no choice, but to take anything you give to him. God has a choice. You have to give God your whole if you want God to accept you at all. Can I say that again? You have to give God your whole if you want him to accept your works of love at all. And to explain how we give God our all, I had to bring three categories of lovers in church. We have those we call the multitude or the silver lover the silver love and we have those we call the gold lover which is superior to the silver lover in other words since love is measurable we can measure the love we have towards god these people watch me here love god more than those people there listen i'm not saying these people here don't love god at all they love god because of what they can get from God. So they still love God. Whatever you want to call it, they still say they love God. Unlike those people there who don't love God, they are in the world, they are atheists, they are agnostics. Those ones don't even love God at all. This one still say they love God. 
after all, they are still in the multitude. They still follow him. They still ask him for bread. They still love God. It is called silver love. But as they love him, they love him for themselves. And we're seeing many people in the church are here. And when we come here, Peter, what we now see is, we say, after all, I may not be like that one. Gideon, but I'm better than that one. So people here are comparing themselves with unbelievers, with sinners. And you, how can you compare yourself with people that are sinners? You should never. You shouldn't. Because these ones don't love God at all. They don't love God. They are atheists. They are Buddhists. They are Taoists. They are Hindus. They are unbelievers. They don't know him. They don't love him. They've not accepted him. And you are comparing yourself with those ones. You should be ashamed of yourself. You and I call them unbelievers. We say they are in the world. We call them worldly people. And you are here. You are still bragging. Saying, I'm better than that one. You are a silver lover. You are a multitude in the church. The mixed multitude left with Israel. They will say, I'm in the wilderness. I'm not in Egypt. But you are not an Israelite. You are a mixed multitude here. You are now comparing yourself with what? Those in Egypt. There is Egypt. You know how can a church member say, thank God I am not in Egypt. Even though I don't love him much. And you are happy. You don't love God that much. But you are saying, thank God I don't hate him. You should be ashamed of yourself if you are here. We know that you love God small. Luke chapter 7 says to us, he that loveth much more will be forgiven. He that loveth little. I love the Bible. Little. Luke chapter 7. Little. So there's something called little love. So at this point we call it what? Little love. You love God little. You love God small. Now this one is a mutual lover. Watch me. That's a gold lover. I love him because he loved me first. I love God. But I give to him and I expect back in return. Same measure. I've, I've, I've left the, all my all for him. So I ask him, what will I benefit, Lord? You should give me something back. This is selfless. Selfish, mutual, selfless. Selfish, mutual, selfless. Judas, Peter, John. Thank you. Judas, Peter, John. Because Peter was here, not there. Peter went back fishing. Peter said to Jesus, we have left our everything. What do we have to benefit? Come, come, come. This is not free. We must give us something back. John never complained. John wanted to give more. John even wanted to die for him. John was the last one left at the cross of Calvary. When Peter was not there, John was there. So we're coming to teach this next week. But let's talk about this today. Today we'll be looking at a gold lover. I'll take my theme from 1 Peter 1 verse 7. Give me 1 Peter 1 verse number 7. 1 Peter 1 verse number 7. We have left all and followed thee. I will then pray and then we can start the word. That the trial of your faith, our faith is our love towards God. Being much more precious than that of gold, the perisher, though it be tried with fire. That's the word. Our faith, our love for God. You cannot have gold without being tried with fire. Might be found 
unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Our Father in heaven, we pray that our work, our love towards you, our faith, our commitment level towards you, we leave the silver level but the gold. We leave gold to go to platinum. Today help us, Lord, to understand those that love you as gold, not platinum. That we may move one step further to love you wholeheartedly, to love you with our everything and our every being. In Jesus' name, speak to us today, Lord. Take absolute control of my faculty and my vocal cords in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Put your hands together, everybody. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Praise God. Now, you can see from that passage that gold is tried in fire. And our faith, Malachi tells us, you can't have gold without going through a refinery process. Refine gold, refine. And our faith, our love towards God it's like that and many Christians don't understand that it's like that I told you that the three levels here I picked it from the life of Samson Samson lost it when you love God for what you can get from him it's called lost Samson lost it after a prostitute Samson also liked a woman at Timnath but Samson finally fell in love with Delilah so there is love, like and lost you must understand that And when we're supposed to love God, Mark chapter 12, Mark chapter 12 verse 29 tells us how to love God with our spirit, soul, and body. That's our whole. That's our whole. Spirit, soul, and body. And Jesus said to them, you can see Mark chapter 12, look at, hear O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Look at verse number 30. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Now your heart is your soul, and your soul is your being. That's who you are. Then with all your mind, your mind is your head. Lastly, with all your strength, your strength is your physical body and your energy. So in that place you find spirit, soul, and body. That you must love God wholeheartedly. Not just physically with your passion, but also mentally with your mind. Equally, soul with your emotions. You have to put your emotions and your affections and your devotion into the things of God. You have to be devoted. Not just rationalize your love and say, no, no, no. It doesn't make sense. I can't love God that much. Some people say it doesn't make sense to love God that much. Nobody cannot love or give God. You can never get to the point where you are love or you outgive God. You can't. God has given us his best and that's his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me quickly tell you what, what you must know about the gold love. First Corinthians chapter 3 tells us, I'm trying to explain to you what gold love is. 3 verse 12, people that are here, the apostles were here, the disciples were here, the multitudes were there, disciples were here. One of them stood out to be John. Now, if any man build on this foundation, Listen, gold, silver, precious stone. Whatever we are doing today in God, for God innocent, we're building. We're building. We're working. We're serving. We're sacrificing. Look at the next verse. He now says to us, that work of ours will be tried by fire. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For that day shall declare it. How? Because it shall be revealed by fire like gold. The fire that shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Change that word work to love. Every man's love will be revealed. 
what kind of love you have towards God is a fire that we go through is the trials that we go through is the challenges we go through during this COVID alone many people have become stronger in faith while some are weaker in faith COVID has come to try our faith relationships are breaking people are losing faith in their friends their father their parents their church their God some are saying church not the welfare for us all this church said I will leave church why are you serving God or man? So things that try of what sort our works are. My God, the things we go through reveal the kind of love we have towards God. So how do you know? You know, let me ask you. A man and a woman that are married is a trial they go through that reveal their commitment level to themselves. It's the issues. After four or five years, no child, you now walk out of the marriage. <laughs> you walk out of a marriage? That is like a fire that's trying the kind of love you have towards your spouse. Oh, you missed that. So it says that it is a fire. Every man's work shall be made manifest. How? Whether it's platinum love, <laughs> gold love, or what? Silver love. How? Because it shall be revealed by fire. Let me tell you what it means. When there is fire, the wood will burn. Gold will not burn. Gold will shine. So instead of one burning, hey, stubble, it's the fire. And fire simply means trials, challenges, adversities, COVID, pandemic, child, things we go through. They come to reveal the kind of love you have towards God. They tell us the kind of love. All this thing we do in church, jumping up and down, raising the roof in praise and concerts. It's the time when times are tough that reveal to us those that love God indeed. That love God indeed. You know, those days we used to say those things and people don't understand it. That song we used to sing, you know, that even when it's raining, when it's singing in Yoruba land, Bujobangla, it tells you that no matter what happens, sorry for those of you that can't understand Yoruba, it says when it's raining, I will follow Jesus. When it's burning, when the fire is everywhere, I will still go through and still follow Jesus. No matter what happens, Many of us don't even know it. And this is what I'm saying. The gold lovers are those that go one step beyond. We, we love God unconditionally. We love God here. The mutual though, but we love God. But those guys don't. They love him for what he will give to them. These ones love him for what he has done, but also expect things back in return. But these guys love him unconditionally. They don't expect anything anymore from God. If he does not bless them, so be it. And some of us don't understand how people can be there. Because we can't understand it, we start condemning those that are there. Instead of saying, ah, now wow, I wish I could be here. But there's some people that are here. There's people that are here. They're sometimes quiet. They just love God. They love Him. They don't mind taking a dip in their salary. There was a young lady that was talking to a man. 
a pastor, I won't mention the pastor's name, very big pastor, many years ago in Lagos. And I was talking to him about one of his staff. He said he took a staff from a very big multinational. And when the staff was coming to the church office to work, the lady felt she had a call of God on her life. She wanted not a pastoral call to preach or teach, but she just felt tired of the world. She said, what's all this thing I'm doing? She wanted to bring excellence to the church. And they told the lady, we can't afford to pay your salary because we know how much money you're earning there. You're very fat, tight. She said, no, sir. I've decided to take a, a dip. I don't mind. A pay cut. I just want to serve. Just make sure you pay the basic. They were shocked. They were very shocked. And the lady came to church office. Brilliant woman. She gave her everything. So people were shocked. But of course, years after, she was living in... <laughs> A better life because the church grew, people were happy with what she did, they were blessed enough, center, right, left, everywhere, right, left. People were just because she, she didn't go there for money. She just felt I need to put my what are we saying? What is what is life? What's life? What's life? Some would even come to serve God as volunteers. And you say you love God and you can't volunteer for God. You can't even volunteer. Anytime you volunteer, you are asking for money. You must be paid for even <laughs> volunteering. Brethren, we need to go back to the basics and look at the Bible and ask ourselves and let us weigh our love towards God and for God. Praise God. Let me tell you quickly because we've spoken so much about this, Pastor Jackson. And there's a confusion in the mind of people between, watch me, these good lovers, watch me, and that lover. Because people don't, they look alike, they sound alike. Reverend, are they really different? Let me quickly give you three differences between these two so you can know. Because I'm not going to compare this with that. It doesn't flow. Because the disciple and the multitude don't let their incomparable. Am I right? Let's now define what a disciple and a John. A disciple and an apostle. A disciple here and those that are doing extra here. What's the difference between this person and that? So what's the difference between a platinum lover and a gold lover? Because most of you are saying, Reverend, thank God I'm not silver. <laughs> I'm not in faith for what he will give. Even though I'm not in faith to do extra. Number one. The gold lovers follow Jesus but do not carry the cross or sacrifice. Platinum are cross lovers. You see, cross is what distinguishes this from this. You miss that. Cross is a place of pain, sacrifice. Remember those people that came to Jesus? They said, We'll follow you. He said, Carry your cross daily and follow me. Ah. Is it like that? We didn't know. <laughs> we love you. We're not the multitude. We're Christians. Born again. Love God. Serve Him. Pierre tithes. Go to church. Pray. Grace God the family. But sir, I cannot carry the cross. Jesus, you are not to carry the cross. I won't carry the cross. Eh? The apostles said the pastors carry the cross. Now, that's the difference between the platinum lover. And what? A good lover. That's the truth. The word cross is powerful in scriptures. To live a crucified life. A selfless life. 
if I'm not living a selfish or self-centered life, I want someone that is understanding mutual life. So that, and this is where we have many Christians also in the Pentecostal churches. They are not there. What's a cross? A cross is saying you want to go on a missionary journey to the Kuma Hills, somewhere in Adamawa State. Oh, Bukwaram, before Bukwaram came, were you going there? What's the cross? The cross is saying, oh, praise the Lord, the general pastor is calling, or the general overseer is calling for a workers retreat for one week at a camp. I'm not going, no. I love Jesus, but I can't go for workers retreat. I will miss Big Brother Ninja. I will miss the Telemundo. I can't go. We are calling for a seven days future for the choir. The choir is going to go and do a rehearsal. Oh, choir master, let's just take the song now. Don't send us the song. We don't have to come to church now. You know, that's a cross. You get that Christians, they are not the multitudes, but they don't want to do that extra. They cross between here and here. There's a cross. This was a carrying cross. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Confidence. That one is neither. Sacrifice. The platinum lovers. They, they love God sacrificially. Sacrifice. The cross takes pain. You know what it means to walk with God with pain? And you're tired. You're sick. You still go to church to preach, to visit, to pray, to help. These people never complain. Those people complain. They love God, but they complain. When I was sick, nobody visited me. These guys, you will never hear it on their mouth. They rather visit the sick when they are even sick. They, they jeopardize their own lives. Like Apostle Paul said separately about some of his own uh, uh, disciples, those that will risk their lives, those that will jeopardize their lives, those that will carry so much pain just to help others ease their own pains. Those that will go to church and wash the restroom and the bathrooms. Those that will give their last penny towards a church project or God's project. Those that will go on evangelism. Those that will not care what people think about their status or their image. Those that will write. Those that will pray. Those that will help. Those that will visit. Those that will stand in the gap. This is a place of sacrifice. Sacrifice. The gold lovers are good lovers. They love God. But not platinum. I was asking God, help me to carry my cross. There are many Christians that don't even like the cross message anymore. Cross message for where? For where? You call them. You can't throw your wife out. Why? She has this. That's your cross. Uh, I can't carry that cross. I've told her I want to divorce her. Because we now minister to our flesh here. The church is ministering to your flesh. You've been trained not to take pain. You've been nurtured and raised to hate adversity and challenges. The first thing that distinguishes the cross, the gold from the cross lovers is what? The cross. They don't live a life of sacrifice. I don't know how to explain it. 
the word sacrifice is more than just burnt offerings. Sacrifice is something that costs you something. When you give an offering of 10,000 naira, you're worth a million naira. That's not sacrifice. That widow gave her last two. She gave her life. <laughs> Jesus said, this woman has given much more than those ones. I'm not talking offering. I'm talking about time. How much of your time do you and have you invested in the things of God? How much of your time have you poured into the things of God? How much? How much? We hardly, you know why we can't do it? We love God literally. We don't love God that much. In this our church, Delapo, many years ago when I started this church, during many public holidays, like other churches do today, we will fix leaders training, we will fix women conference, we will fix men's conferences, we will fix programs. Some people were complaining, screaming and crying, shouting, why is Reverend taking our public holiday from us? And I was crying, what are we doing? I'm not taking your public holiday from you. I'm only telling you how to use a holiday for God. In his presence, thank you, sir. Let's do a retreat. They say, No, I want to be at home. I watch TV at home during the week, during the working period. You see your spouses and your friends at home. That only day you don't spend time with God. That's why that's why some church like deeper life are growing. During Easter holiday, they do Easter retreat. They take all their workers to come for the whole period to serve God, to love God. To know more of God. What are we doing? Are you happy sleeping and snoring? That's what you want to do. You know, some other churches are doing trainings, retreats, planning, program to get better, to love God more. Evangelism. That's why the goes, let's go and fishing during Christmas, Boxing Day. They all go out to go and fish, get souls. We want to use holiday to sleep. It's a holy day. Holy day. H-O-L-Y, actually. Not L-I. It's a day to be hallowed. Use your hallowed moments for he that is holy. Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Number two. So don't forget the first thing that distinguishes what? The gold lover from the... Is what? The cross. Number two, gold lovers dine with Jesus, but do not have in secrets. Gold lovers dine when they were looking for who to betray Jesus. Who knew? John. All others were dining. Jesus did not tell them. But this one, Jesus told him, because he put his head on the chest of the master, and the master whispered his secret. It's Judas. That we don't have the secrets of God, we only dine with Him here. You can have the Lord's Supper, but you can't have the Lord's secret. Hey, you miss that? They had the Lord's Supper, but not the Lord's secret. They had the Lord's Supper, but John had the Lord's secret. Lord, I want to have a secret. Psalm 25, verse 14. Because platinum lovers are so close to God, God tells them things these ones don't know. Psalm 25 verse 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. 
because this time we spend the next five hours on his own worshiping God and God gives him a secret and you're wondering how come he knows what you don't know because God knows how to keep his own secret his own platinum lovers I don't share my secrets with everybody but my wife because she's my platinum lover but that's why she's platinum she can do anything for her husband I can do anything for him for her she tells me everything in her heart because we're platinum lovers not everybody else can be here this is a place of the chambers that's what he says that he brought me in Dr. Solomon into his innermost chambers this is chamber this is where the chamber is this is a bedroom you can live in a living room those ones are outside the compound but we want to get to the bedroom this is the holy of holies this is the holy place that's the outer court the outer court in the tabernacle we have to go there we have to start striving to go there. That's the place. This is it. Draw me. We will run after thee. The king has brought me into where? His chambers. His chambers. That's a deep one. Listen to me. Listen, listen. Nobody gets there without the king bringing them in. You can come to my house. I only give you access to my bedroom. The king has brought me into is a king's initiative not man and it's when you do your platinum love the king brings you in somebody asked me a question once sir we look at the circle of commitment in Futa who are those in the inner circle I said either the king brings in you don't get to the inner circle by being in leadership no it's a king that brings you in is that the king has brought me inside is in the chambers, then we will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. Two different things. This place is what? Love. Platinum love. This place is wine, dining. Wine, whining and dining. Secrets. What he was saying is that this is the place where, according to him, sex takes place. Intimacy. This you can dine with many, you can give wine, but that's the place the king will only give love. I want more than wine, I want your love. You miss that in relationship. Some are satisfied with the wine, some are saying, No, I want the love. And that was where John had with Jesus. This is John, that's platinum love. So, when you there is a general love that God has for everybody, God's grace, but at this point, God now loves you more, unfortunately, than others. Why you love it much more than others. So God's grace covers you here. That's why like God's grace covered David in an unusual manner. More than Saul. More than Saul. All you need to do is trigger it. Love God more. You will have God's heart. You see the way God will protect you. God will preserve you. God will prosper you. God will lift you. God will show you his love. You will have some different depth of love. Mysteries here. But you've got to trigger it by loving God more. Love Him more. Because heaven responds to love, not works. God responds to love. Whenever you love God much more, there's no way God will not know. God will not bless you back. And God sees the innermost heart. You see, the upright all love thee. We will remember thy love more than thy wine. Yes, Lord, draw us near. Draw us, take us inside. Take us inside, Lord, we love you. We want to spend more time with you, more time in your presence. 
more time just to dwell there, to behold your face, to behold your face, to worship you, to embrace you, to love you more and more, to pour our lives, our lives, our everything and our every being into your matter, into your things, the things that matter to you, Lord, should matter to us. Help us, Lord. That's what we should all get to. That's what we should all get to. We're not there at all. We're not there at all. We're trying to make him, we're trying to love God eh, rationally. Ah, hey, must you go to church again? You were in church twice last week now. I am wondering, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Let's love God more. Let's commit more to the things of God. Don't let's be slothful in business. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Be not slothful in business, but fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord. I like that scripture. Romans 12. Be not slothful in business, but fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord or loving the Lord. Loving the Lord fervently on fire. Because you can be slothful and lazy in the king's business. Fire! I am dying, oh Lord. I just hope you can say that as well to God. I'm dying, oh God. I've given everything that I have for you. I'm committed to serving Him. Sometimes I tell people in their 50s to sit down and ask themselves, How many more years do you have to live on earth? Maybe 20, 30 years. How do you want to spend those 20, 30 years? Maybe not 40. Determine how you want to spend it for your flesh. For your family, for your children and grandchildren alone, how much of it do you want to give to God? How much of it? Don't even at this point, don't give God remnant. Don't give God remnant. I don't like remnant of food. Some people in their fifties and sixties and seventies, they not say they want to serve God in their seventies and sixties. When the world has kicked them out, they have retired them from their offices. The world say you're not good enough. Your corporation say you have used all the juice in you. So yeah, come and go. You now go to Bible school and say my lifetime without teeth upstairs. I will give my lifetime. When you were young, you didn't give him my lifetime. Now I want to worship. I want to, I want to serve God. Don't serve God. You are giving God your old cargo. He will still accept you. When my Bible tells me, remember the Lord your creator in the days of your youth. Your youth, give him your best. Is there. Your youth, you use it to spend it on, on things of the flesh. You now want to come and give God your 70s and say, I will not serve God. I'm looking for a Bible school to now go to and now go and start serving God. Now I apply to a church. Church, can I work for you? How old are you, sir? 66. Uh, what can you do? You know, at this point in time, I want to serve God for the rest of my life. Uh, grandpa, grandma, okay, we accept you. We can't push you out. And young people are not serving God, they're serving mammon. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The first thing that distinguishes a gold lover from a platinum lover is they follow Jesus and the other do not carry the cross. Second is... One dines with Jesus with the wine, the other loves him with the, with the what? Secrets. And the third, which is very important, this is very important, Pastor Jackson. Gold lovers 
are involved in the work of God. Listen, gold lovers, this one or not, gold lovers do the work for God. Listen to me, gold lovers, they work for God. Platinum lovers take the work of God as their work. They hold the work. They see the work as my work. I'm not saying full-time ministry. No. You can be on part-time and volunteer. It's an attitude. You can be an usher. And the way you usher, it's like, ah, it must not fail. I must be there. Ah, you are doing it. What do you do? Ah, that's my work. You take God's work as your work. You take ownership. You take ownership. That's why you fight when somebody treats the offering back anyhow. That's why you scream when somebody throws a chair anyhow in church. That's why you yell when you find somebody not using the keyboard well. That's why you take it as yours. It's yours. It's yours. Take it personal. So the zeal of my Lord's house has consumed me. They keep wondering. Why do you want to die? Is it your church? Is it your own? It's mine. Why is my father's house? Is my father's work? It's my work. It's my work. You don't have to be on full time to love God with a platinum love. I've hired many full time staff that treat the work of God like a multitude. So it's not full time or part time. And I've seen so many part time people that love God much more than full time people. I've seen many full time people that love God much more than part time. It has nothing to do with time. It is personal. It's an attitude. It's conviction. It's persuasion. It's your work with God. It's your heart for God. It's your love for God. Forget full time or part time or volunteer. There is no time. It's a heart. Some people stay in their offices. There was a lady I know in this church. She left her church. Beautiful lady. She's watching now. You're blessed. Queenie. Queenie was a volunteer. She loved God. Passionately. Passionately. What are you telling me? I thinking. A mindset. A work. At night. At noon. Thinking God. Thinking Jesus. Always thinking what can I do for God? So forget all this business that because I know food is not full time. You are not not part time. So some part time pastors do much more. My friend, Pastor Itwagodalo, the way he's buried to his work of God, and he has his full time job. So this is not full time. We're saying platinum lover, gold lover. We're not saying full time staff, part time. Because they're not start thinking. Reverend is saying it's not full time. I hope you are hearing me. They own the work. Look at John 19, 25 to 27. They take the work as theirs. Raymond, now they are stood by the cross of Jesus. His mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleopas, Mary Magdalene. That's why... Jackson, yesterday Pastor Jenkins, Pastor Jenkins, Pastor Gary and I were talking and we're amazed at how some women are so faithful and loyal. Women are more loyal. Women, I celebrate you. You are the most loyal creatures. Women, unfaithful, unstable, unreliable.
reliable, undependable men. Women are most, most of the finest staff I've had. Are women, they stay, they serve God. Look at the cross. Who are, who are those there? At the cross. Who are in disciples? Twelve men. Twelve men, disciples. At the cross of Calvary. Who are those there? Number one, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Number two, Mary's sister. Number three, Mary, wife of Cleopas. Number four, Mary Magdalene. You know they Loyal. They stood there. Kill us if you have to kill us with you. We'll stand with him. Oh, by nature, women are more faithful. That's what Bible says in Proverbs 20, 20 verse 6. Who can find a faithful man? Because men, men, men cheat, women don't cheat. Is that? You see who can find, who can find a virtuous woman. But women, faithfulness, give it to them. Virtuous is what to characterize the issues. Men, faithfulness is their problem. So who can find a faithful man? Eh? Because most men will proclaim his own goodness. But a faithful man who can find. Please, I that scripture, don't tell them I told you. It's innocent. It's our scripture. Secret scripture. I hope you're not going to protect it. Block your hairs. <laughs> it is a good marriage is a faithful man plus a virtuous woman. Who can find? Proverbs 31. Who can find a virtuous woman? Proverbs 20. Who can find a faithful man? So you can see this. The, the writer of Proverbs is looking for seeking who can find who can find he has gone around all the men he found were not faithful <laughs> Jackson, the women he found were not virtuous because they were not fully and now explain a virtuous woman in character in enterprise in business in raising children in supporting their husband uh, uh, that's what they called virtuous woman very rare they will fight husband, they will slap husband. Now in this era of feminist movement, they will even knock your head. Women will knock your head. Feminism. We are equal, oh. We are equal. Forget that Bible. Which virtues? Virtues are where? Now the virtue. Which virtue? I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. If Solomon was better today, he would not say we can fight the virtues. He will even write more than worse than that one. The women, John, go back to John, John 19 for us. Go back to John 19. Very simple scripture. Because I'm telling you the difference between gold lover and platinum lover. In John 19, at the cross of Jesus, that's how you find the difference. John 19, please quickly 25. They are stood by the cross. Mary's mother, Mary's mother's sister. Jesus, my sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, Mary Magdalene. Every time I read it, I feel bad. Then the next verse, verse 26. Then when you saw his mother and the disciple, the platinum lover, John, whom he loved, only John, you will never hear John's voice in a meeting. But John loved more than Peter. Peter was the most vocal. You know, we used to think the most vocal people in church are the that love God more. It's not true. It's not true. There's a woman in our church, they love God. They don't talk. There's a brother in our church. Every time we have meetings, he must ask questions. Even if the question is useless question, he must be heard. So we always think, ah, they love God more. 
Peter was older than that. But John kept quiet. The disciple whom Jesus loved. Who could know? Who knew that John was around? John could not stay without Jesus. What is we should celebrate John. He stood there quietly. And Jesus looked down, bloodied body, battered, bruised, blood everywhere. And his eyes, he could open a bit of his eyes. He saw John there said, I knew you were here. I knew. If everybody deserted me, I knew John, you will be here. Put your hands together. Like Job. Like Job, I know you will be here. If I call a meeting, at 10 p.m., I know some people that will never miss it. They'll be there. Gideon, I know some people will be there. No matter how, they will go through traffic to make it there. There was a lady that we used to know in our church. She's in London now. Every midweek service, 12 years ago, no matter how, she will be in service. Kenya Aladdin. She will always be in Bible study. She was a banker. There was a time I had to call her. Because for like four months, she will always come. Guess when? 8.30, 8.25, 8.20, 8.35, 8.00. Why? She will say traffic. But I cannot do it without going to Bible study. Even if all I have to do is share the grace. <laughs> I must enter and sit and hear the word and buy the tape and say amen. Always come to Bible study. Traffic or no traffic. Some of you will whine you, we'll call you, we'll send SMS, we'll send phone call. We do church office, we don't know. Five minutes to the say, sir, I'm sorry, I can't come now. You knew you won't come three hours ago. You knew you won't come four days ago. And as a dying minute, I just sent text to Reverend. Sorry, sir, I can't make it today. Do you think Reverend was not expecting your text? I knew your kind. I was expecting your text. No, I know this one will send text. But still send them, still call them platinum lover. Only John was there. Look at it. And Jesus now made a statement to distinguish a platinum lover from a good lover. Look at me, Pastor Jackson. Jesus now said what? He said to the woman, Woman, behold your son. You shall behold your mother. And from that hour, verse 7, that disciple took her to his own home. Underline it in your Bible. Paint it. The difference between platinum lover and gold lover. The platinum take the things of Jesus as their own. That's it. They took the matters of heaven as what? Say it again. They take it to their own home. The things that concern heaven. They take it to their own homes. They make it theirs. I'm sure you've not read that in your Bible. John took Mary to his own home from that hour. Because Christ altered it. They obeyed it. Behold your mother. Mama, let's go home. From today, I take care of him. Why? You matter to heaven. They take God's work as their home. He did not go to apostolic meeting to discuss the subject. Can we set a committee up to see how John's Jesus' mother will be taken care of? Should we contribute for Nera to give to this woman so she will not cry? What we will do, we will form a committee to come up with a way of taking care of mama 
And that way, we will now look at how do we execute that subject. We will now call a meeting, general meeting in the house. Mama is here. Jesus said, we take care. The committee has come with the proposal. How do we ensure the proposal? We will now take it to the spot to help us evaluate how it will be done. One year, Mama is still suffering. Mama is still suffering. Why you ask? The man just took Mama. Let's go home. Do you know how many things Christ has said to you? Behold, it's mine. And you refuse to take it. Take. Oh, Jackson, he was saying to him, Behold, that's mine. I give it to you. And you can't take. Behold, the media ministry is mine. You refuse to take. Behold, the hushing is mine. You refuse. Behold, the choir is my music. You refuse. Behold, souls are mine. You refuse. Behold, first timers, mine. You refuse. Behold, new converts. Those that walk to the altar and get born again. We give it to somebody to look after, to tell us how they are looking after. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Take it home. God bless you. Tell somebody, take it home. Say it again. Once more. When you take our home, what do you do? When you wake up in the morning, you see ah. Before you go to bed, you see ah. There's no way she's living with you, she won't be part of you. There's no way she's living with you, she won't be part of you. Platinum lovers take oh God. Can I speak, Janet? They take the work of God home. You don't get. Let me tell you. Some of you take the word of God. You go to church, hear the work, hear the word. As you step out of church, you leave the thing there till next Sunday. Some take the work home. How many of you know that this last two, three, four months, people are working from home but not working for God? We are working remotely from home but working for mammon. How many of you take the work of God home? Oh, you missed that. Let me explain to you. You just finished an ocean issue. You take that work home. From home, you are calling all the ushers. How can we have a meeting tomorrow? You take the women group home. You say, ah, at home, you are discussing with your husband. This women matter. What are you doing? I'm coordinating women group. We have a program next month. Home, 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 home. Take the work home. From that same hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Oh, Jesus, help me. Because the home is a place where the real you shows up. The home is a place where you sleep, you breathe, you move. The home reveals your character. The home reveals who you are. The home reveals your affection. The home is a place you give attention to the things that matter to you. Your home tells me who you are. If I come to your home and I open your fridge, I will see bear. That's who you are. That's why I don't take this matter home. Because if they go home with you, they will see bear. Mama will see bear. Mama will not see Bible. So we don't take the matters home. We tell people, no, no, no. Look, 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 look. Brother Raymond, leave church. Church matter for church. Home, home. Church drive from home. It's not different. When you take Jesus' matter home, you are saying you want to be a Christian from home. Take it home. Just about to take it home. Say it again. Say, take it home. Say it once more. Say, take it home. I've explained to you the difference between the gold and the platinum lovers. Jesus told her, behold your mother, and he took her home. Platinum lovers, my God, Raymond, they take the things that matter to heaven home. 
gold lovers don't. They were not even there to be found. They were not even there. The like, oh, we couldn't find gold lovers there. Their love ended in the garden and at where? Lord's Supper. Their end ended here. Platinum love goes to this point of the cross. Their own end ends at the Lord's Supper. Let me round up. My time is up. With seven biblical examples of the good love. Because in Matthew 24 verse 15, it says to us that the love of many can wax gold. And I pray that your love will not wax cold from here to that place. I pray in Jesus' name. I think you are amen. amen. The good love is where most believers are. They love God more than the silver lovers. Mark chapter 10 verse 28. Mark chapter 10. They love God more. The good lovers love God more. Now this first point about good lovers. But the platinum lovers are what I love God most. These ones love God. These ones love God more. Now one love God most. Peter said, look at me, look at me. This is a good lover. Peter told Jesus, Lo, we have left all and have followed you. What is it for us? So please, these guys have left some things. Are you with me? These guys have left some things to show that they love God. We've left and we followed you. What is in it for us? That's that they left something. Some of us have not even left any, and we're saying we are good lovers. Peter said, We've left all. This statement is deep. We have not left our confidence, we've not left our flesh, we've not left our comfort zones. And we say we are good lovers. If we have not left our comfort zones, we've not left our tradition, we've not left our culture. A culture of going to God's house late. You should leave those things and say, I want to follow you. Be a gold lover. Don't be a silver lover. Love God like a gold. Gold love is still better than silver. Far better. Gold lovers are those that will go the extra mile for Jesus. In John chapter 6, verse 68, when everybody deserted him, who deserted him? The multitudes, remember? The gold lover said what? To whom shall we go? Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou alone has the word of... So the gold lovers is not leaving. The multitude, silver lovers left him. Because he preached a hard message. The gold lovers stay. But they may not go to the cross. They may not carry the cross. They may not go the extra mile. They may not sacrifice so much like this. Are you with me, brother and sister? To whom shall we go? This one's number three. They love him more than Judas. Matthew 26, 31. They didn't desert him. Judas went to sell him. They love him more than Demas. These guys may go back. They won't go back. Hallelujah. Number four. These good lovers could be fair, fair weather friends. But they're better than their supportive love. Not lukewarm. They're supportive with you. They stand. They love God. They point. They support God. They do it. In Acts 13 verse 13. 
we find what Peter, what Paul and Silas thought. There was a fellow who left, you see. Now when Paul and his company lose from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. Somebody left because he noticed that he was becoming tough. This Paul, the way this guy is doing this work, it's not like I thought of. He's just moving from place to place. Come, let me go back to Jerusalem. Comfort zone. Paul was a platinum lover. So John was a gold lover. John Mark here. Sir, this thing you are doing, I don't have it, but you are too much. Go, I will go back. I, I, I can't do platinum. Paul was saying, let's go to platinum love. To give God our own. I will stay here. So you see that. They are the ones that you say, look, I cannot do much more than I'm doing. That's a good love. The love that stands with you as long as all is well with them. But the moment it begins to ruffle their feathers, cause some discomfort physically, financially, and emotionally, they will just, they will just backtrack. I love God, but I don't love God that much. I love him, but I can't give him all that. I love him, but I can't go all the way. I can't go all the way. Listen, brethren, Peter denied him, number five. Peter denied Jesus and he wept thereafter. So you see, this God lovers love Jesus. They repent when they deny him. John did not deny him. John did not betray him. John was hanging around the cross with him. John took Mama home. Solomon loved the Lord with all his heart until he became silver. Why? because he also loved, watch me he loved the Lord here watch me, he also loved women and those women dragged his heart from here to that place, so Solomon backslided so gold became silver that's Solomon's case how many of us are trying to do the same we're trying to love the Lord and love mammon listen to me Jackson one of them will win the race for your heart your heart one of them will win the battle for your heart quote me believe me you love God you love mammon one of them will win the battle for your heart be careful because if mammon wins the battle for your heart you go to silver you start telling God what is in it for me. You start losting after the things. You can see it's the name of God. But it's actually gold you are serving. You can see it's the name of God. But it's actually gold you are serving. You've inserted an L into your G-O-D. That makes it gold. And that hell is lost, not love. That's what you now love. So it makes it gold here because you left that place you are now serving gold and you still think you have a good love towards God but mammon takes you and you are now a silver lover because you are not, you're not even followers you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you are far from platinum because this is selfish this is mutual this is selfless sacrifice if you cannot love God sacrificially you cannot be called platinum lover if it does not cost you something, ah, sir, we can't come now. Why? There's a Z World by 8 p.m. I cannot miss Z World for one day. You can't miss one edition of Z World. What is Z World doing? Entertainment. Whatever you call it, Telemundo, is to tickle your fancy. What is the word going to do? Impartation. 
spiritual impartation. Same with me, football match. I can't miss football match. Why can't I miss football match? I can miss it. When they're playing World Cup, the church is empty. World Cup, church is empty. Why? Brazil, Argentina. Ah! Try it. Fix fasting and prayer. The whole place will be women, no man. Even some women will go. There's a classical. Those that come there out of anger, they'll be there. Their phones will be like, go! Are you saying go or you are praying? My wife prays for me every day. She prays for me that God will deliver me from the from the hold of football. And God one day will answer our prayers. And you are saying amen to that. I can hear your loud amen. <laughs> Praise God. But I cannot love God. I cannot love football more than God. It's impossible. Me, it's impossible. 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 Finally, Ruth was a God lover. Hopper was a who? Silver. And Boaz was who? Platinum. Because Boaz married a Ruth and gave everything selflessly to her. Kinsman redeemer. Look at, they lifted up their voice. Go back. And wept again. Hopper kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clave. People here clave unto Jesus. Then just kiss. You don't use lip service to worship God. You use your hand to hold on to God. One is mouth, one is hand. The last time I checked, the hand is firmer than your lips. But lips can be sweeter to the ears. But this is where faith is. Hold on to God. Hold on to him. Cleave unto him. Hold on to him. Not with lip service. Oh yes, that song. I don't know why, what's her name called? Gideon. Cannot help me to funkify that song. You, your generation, you are a good producer. Help us funkify it. So that young people can sing it well. Put a rap around it. I have decided to follow Jesus. I know it, it sounds old school. They don't like it. So make it funky. So young people can like it. To follow Jesus, my God, I have decided. Sing it. To follow Jesus. Turn it back. Sing it at home, church. Sing it from the comfort of your homes. I have decided to follow to follow him oh I have decided to follow him no turning back no turning no turning no turning you know, it, you know it, it, it's, it's a confessional song that tells the world behind me, the cross before me. Silver and gold behind me, the crown before me. It's a confessional song out of a conviction 
of faith. To say, look, it's Jesus or nothing. Our love towards him must, must abound. Paul prayed for the church. He said that your love may abound more and more. Love is measurable. Love can grow hot. Love can grow cold. Revelation chapter 3 tells us, that verse 14, that love can grow hot. Love can grow cold. That says, let not your love wax cold because iniquity shall abound. All of us say and claim we love God. We love God. We love God. Nobody will say they don't love God. But the question is, how much do we love God? Is it a silver love? Is it a gold love? Is it a platinum love? We need to ask ourselves that. And the way you know the kind of love you have towards God, whether it's cold love, hot love, or lukewarm love is by your actions by those traits by the things you can give to him by how you live for him by the pain and the sacrifice you're willing to carry for him by the scars you bear on your bodies by the offerings the time you give to him the talents you've treasured and the treasures the gifts the things you pour into the things that matter to him by how much of his things you've taken home how much of the things that matter to heaven you've decided to take home with you to keep at home to treasure at home how much of God's word do you treasure in your heart do you love, how do you respond to the things of God, how do you serve him, how do you work for him how much of your talent, how much of your gifts, your skills have you deployed in your service so every time you do something for God you ask to be paid by man, if man pays you then it's not for God, the moment man pays you for working for God, then you've taken your reward, but if you work for God a man does not pay then God will reward you because God will not hold man for he's not unrighteous to forget your labor and love for him. Like we need to go back to the basics and tell ourselves it's time to rise and receive revival and be awake unto righteousness. Let's wake up unto righteousness and love God with all our hearts, all our souls, all our minds and all our might. It's time to let people know where we belong. Who is on the Lord's side? I want to know. I am a platinum lover, not a gold lover. I want to give him much more than I'm giving him right now. I pray every day what more can I do for you? How else can I serve you? How much more can I give? I will give until I'm spent. Until I, I will make sure I give everything I have and everything I have to glorify his name here on earth. That is the Christian faith. It's not about what God can do for me anymore. It's about what I can do for God. That's what one man said when he was going to build his nation. J.F. Kennedy said, ask not what America can do for you. Ask what you can do for America. So imagine if a nation is so committed to building themselves by giving how much more building the church and building our faith. Rise to your feet. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening.